Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. It is recording. She is flying through, making her Love way it. downtown, I guess. <laughs> Walking walk fast. Walking fast. Faces <laughs> fast. Walking so fast. Just, she just sprinting. Just so, yeah. sprinting right into Carlisle's arms. Just like. Yeah. Oh, my God. Just like I want to do, honestly. <laughs> that is my home. So. Listen, you're not alone in that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the only one that would show me any form of respect. Truly. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I feel like, the best introduction to this show. So, hello. Welcome to Into the Twilight. <laughs> Welcome. Ayo. The true and one, the number one best highlighted amazing space for Carlisle and Charlie Love on the internet. <laughs> that's true. That's that's a guarantee. That's, it's like, no one it's can it's take a that goddamn away from guarantee, us. I can tell you that. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I do what I can. I do what I can for my men to receive the love they desperately deserve. You've worked so hard. It's finally time for you to receive the fruits of your labor. I do. Yeah. It's. I've been unnoticed for so long. And finally, the world has seen what I have to offer. And a small little corner of the internet went, that's good enough. That'll that's, do. That's fine. Yeah, that'll do, champ. Yeah. And I was like, thank you. Here's your juice box. Now sit down and get shadow banned. Yeah, 100%. Yes. Literally no one sees my things anymore. <laughs> and then I just cry. I just go, ooh, I guess I guess that's out. Whoops. <laughs> Emma, I'm so excited that you are here. If anyone has the audacity to not know who you are, could you explain who you are and what you do? Obviously, of course I can. Hello, everyone. <laughs> my name is Emma. Um, let's see. In a nutshell... I am someone who grew up with Twilight. It was so special to me from such a young age that during this time in quarantine, I regressed back to those happy times. <laughs> and now I make Twilight-related content on TikTok, but mainly for an older audience with the unsung heroes that I didn't appreciate the first time, Carlisle and Charlie. They are top tier now. I used to be ride or die Team Edward. He was my favorite Cullen. He was the only one I cared about. Now I now I can't say that that's the truth. Now wow. I've changed. <laughs> I've grown up. You know, I've seen some things. And Edward, he just hot take isn't doing it for me anymore. I hate to say it. God I bless. hate to say it, but yeah. Especially after reading Midnight Sun, like, oh, the man. <laughs> has some serious problems (laughs) that I don't know if I was just numb to as a child, but man. Amazing. I feel like the circle, the Venn diagram of your content on TikTok and our content on TikTok is just a circle. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) the the interests are niche, but they are strong and they have- They are so strong. And I am so thankful. Like it is like, welcoming someone into our home it's like you are here you are supported <laughs> like i am here like did i make a homemade t-shirt to see the movie eclipse when i was like 13 years old 
Yes, me and my friends made it. It had puff paint on it. I neon puff paint, mind you, on a black t-shirt. Okay, it does. Yes. It was destroyed oh. after the first wash. Destroyed. But did we wear it with pride? I think we even had matching bows. Like that's how deep it went. Okay, oh. that and we had like different nicknames. I remember I like seriously contemplating ending a friendship with this one girl because she was team Jacob and like in the fifth grade that is like I was like I don't care if you're a good person I don't care if you recycle if you're team Jacob we cannot associate and honestly that's still true that's That's still true (laughs) he honestly has gotten more like upon reflection he I'm glad that as a young age, I still picked up that he was a little, a little out there, a little um, suspicious. Yeah, this is not a Team Jacob space. Um, <laughs> thank, thank goodness. So yeah, you are totally you are here. You are safe here. <laughs> oh my god, a safe house. I have so many questions about this puff paint shirt, but I will, I will set them aside <laughs> momentarily to ask you how you are doing, um, and if there has been a happy thing recently that has happened to you. Well, I am doing really well. Thank you for asking. Um, my TikTok, I started it when I came back home um, for quarantine in like May or June and like relatively under the radar, like no one really literally cared who I was, didn't care what I posted. Honestly, my content was bad. So like, I don't really blame anyone for not watching. <laughs> and then, and then I don't know, in this last two weeks, like I really said, I'm going to go fully in, like say it with my whole chest. Charlie and Carlisle POVs, like the weirdest, the weirdest situations you could throw yourself into. I was like, I'll just make it. It's funny to me. No one sees it anyways. And then overnight, I literally woke up and I had gained like a thousand followers. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. But something happy that went along with that is so I have a separate TikTok. I have my real one that I don't post anything on that like I share with my friends and they send me things. And then I have... Mm my like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde like this is my like secret (laughs) account and I was like I was like these are doing just well enough that I know my friends aren't on Twilight TikTok but if there is even the slimmest chance that I get put on their for you page I'm gonna actually drop dead so I've had two of my friends discover me recently and I was like honestly kind of like scared because it's I am like, I'm an adult, like, acting like they just, like, found me, like, wandering the streets naked. No, they found me doing weird, like, Twilight TikToks. And they both, like, were really into it. They said how funny they were, and they were really supportive. So I've now been telling more people, like, this is my side hustle, like, if you can call it that. But, yeah, so oh, yeah. that's really something happy that's happened. I feel acceptance amongst my friends in real life and online it's beautiful i'm so glad that you don't have to live a miley cyrus hannah montana life anymore yeah Yeah. i know i should have ripped the wig off but i couldn't (laughs) burn it like those wigs they make the people in twilight wear oh my god don't even get us started on those eclipse wigs (laughs) jesus christ oh my god um cody how are you doing I'm doing pretty good, man. Um, my happy thing to this week is that Dev Patel's in a new movie where he is basically owning the, or like starting the Chippendales like male strip club situation. Right. And I, my brain, ever since ingesting that information last night, has thought of nothing else except this. Yeah, that's really a really a thinker. It, it, there's so many layers. And also the fact that, like, this was supposed to be the year of Dev Patel. He was supposed to have, like, three movies out this year, and, like, none of that happened, obviously. Well, that's true. And now I'm just like, my boy. I want my boy to thrive. 
And this, I want this. I want it so bad. <laughs> I can't believe that on his way down, Tim- Timothy Chalamet took Dev Patel down too. Like, Timothy Chalamet Seriously, was like, I'm like not I can't have- win, no one can. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> it's so disrespectful. I have mixed feelings about Timothy Chalamet or whatever his name is. <laughs> Timothy, like... Yeah, I think that's natural. Yeah. He just does the most, and Dev Patel is just out here vibing. Like, that's, he's just chilling, doing his thing, being real cute. Like, that's it. It's great. Mm -hmm. We love it. We do. Sorry, I'm just thinking about Dev Patel. I am, (laughs) honestly, always. (laughs) I am, I'm doing well. I am here, but my mind is elsewhere. I will be honest. Um, this past okay. weekend, I watched all of The Haunting of Bly Manor, and mm. I won't say spoilery things, except that in the past, like, the first two minutes of it, I looked over at my boyfriend, Chris, and I was like, the gardener's gay. And he was like, I hate when you say stuff like that. Like, don't just, like, project onto media. And then, and then. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> Um, so my radar is true and it's here, um, and it's been solidified. So that is a, a great joy in my life. Yeah. I love that for you. Thank you. I love the, the strength of your gaydar. Thank you. I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It has been, it's been a true bliss. Um, I'm so excited to see, um, fucking what's her face, Victoria Pretty just in constant sad oh, yeah. eyes mode. N- no different <laughs> from you. It just like constantly crying yeah all the time all right emma i have so many questions for you um all right to know about some answers <laughs> i i have a lot of questions about your twilight backstory because okay. based on the minor research that i have done about your right. life um i i found out a couple of things that I would like some clarity on to help understand where you started from Twilight to how you are here. And there are about three pinpoints that I know exist. I would just like to know where in the trajectory they are. One is that you read the part that Edward prefers brunettes over strawberry blondes. Traumatizing. Yes, traumatizing. (laughs) I'm actually still not over it, unfortunately. The second is that you wore a Team Edward shirt every friday in fifth grade right so with that one um so i was really i'm just really exposing myself here today um so my mom also partly to blame for my huge love of everything twilight and she obviously dressed me right uh when i was in the fifth grade uh because you know cool kid status i think i she let me dress myself like one time and she was like nah Never again, like, glad we tried it, but gonna have to veto that from here on out. So she would dress me, and she bought me, like, I had a t-shirt, I think, from every single... I went to Hot Topic. That was my first experience in a Hot Topic, was going and buying the Twilight t-shirt. Oh, so, no. really, that oh my God. that changed me as a person, because, you know, 10 in a Hot Topic, very, very scary. It's very dark, very loud. So, yeah, I had a couple different ones. They were on rotation. Definitely Team Edward. Like I mentioned earlier, the girl in my class who's Team Jacob, she had, like, the rival Team Jacob shirt, and sometimes we'd wear them on the same day, and, like, I was like, nah, like, you know, Friday is my day. (laughs) I remember it as every Friday. I'll probably go upstairs and, like, ask my mom, and she'll be like, "Eh, and I would never do that to you. But I wore it enough to wear... It was not, like, 
someone should have probably come and gotten me. Like, I don't know if it was the government <laughs> or, like, or, like, just, like, my own sense of self-preservation. But, like, neither one happened, and I was just, like, that girl. I had the Twilight keychain on my backpack. Like, I would bring the books to school and read them in my, like, my desk, you know? Like, ooh, I remember I did a book report mm. over, like, New Moon. I thought it was, like, the coolest kid in the class. I was like, ooh, look at my, like, seventh grade reading level. <laughs> That's amazing. The other pinpoint that I know of, and this is where I kind of like you to connect the dots, is I also saw that you read Fifty Shades on a school computer. Right. Okay. Uh, let me let so me address <laughs> let me address this. Um, if anybody went to my high school and is listening to this, faculty, staff, whatever, no, you did not. Uh, we don't know each other, unfortunately. That's for legal else. reasons. This is a joke. Yeah. <laughs> For legal reasons, I am one of the 60 million Emma Carters that exist in the world. So, uh, not me. Funny story. So, like, the movies were coming out and I was in high school. And one girl I knew, she had the physical copy of the first book, the Fifty Shades of Grey book. And I remember she would sneak it into high school. I mean, like, we have the internet, you know? Like, if you want to see, like, dirty stuff, like, obviously you have Google, but, like, something about this book just, like, triggered our, like, fight or flight. And we were like, oh, my God, like, reading it under our folders. So, so she brings it. I was like a sophomore. We're like reading it in chemistry class, like in the back row. We're like, oh my God, like talking about like her vagina and stuff. I'm like, oh my God, like, oh my God, like he's putting what where, like, oh my God. Um, Sorry, Emma, like, you mean her uh, inner goddess? Sorry. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. I forgot the correct terminology. How could I, how dare I? The um, scientific term. <laughs> yeah, the scientific term of the inner goddess. Yeah, of course. I also t- refer to myself as that, too. And she also salsa dances for me as well. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> salsa she, dances. And I remember, like, she, like, said something, and it was, like, she drapes herself on, like, this chaise lounge. And I was, like, 14. Like, what the hell is that? I literally had to ask my mom. And my mom was, like, why do you need to know? And I go, never mind. It's research. So fast forward. And it's my junior year, and my school, you know, somehow, grant from the government, who knows, we get issued school Mac laptops. Um, instead of using it to learn, like I'm sure was the intended <laughs> use for them, sure. what I yeah. decided to do is I was like, I'm going to read all the books in class. I'm just going to Google free PDF version. Bing, bam, bop. They pull up immediately. <laughs> easy to find. So I'm reading it in class one day and my friend's like, hey, like, what are you reading? I go, this really sick book, you know, like, I know we're going to go see the movie. Like, why don't you just read these books with me? I read them all the time. She's like, okay, send me that link. So I literally, like, I'm peddling, like, drugs in school. Like, I'm sending the link out to everybody. Like, on our school laptops, we have, like, you know how you have, like, iMessenger on Mac? Well, ours was linked to our school email. So you basically could contact anybody that was in, like, my high school, the high schools in our district, because we were all on, like, the same server. So... Basically, oh they, they gifted us, like, huge texting machines that we could watch Netflix on and, like, obviously <laughs> read softcore porn. Right. At, not for its intended purpose. So, <laughs> I just, like, passed it out. Like, I was literally a school drug dealer. And then they come to me and they're like, where's the link for the sequel? I was like, bing, bang, bop, boo-boo. I got you, too. And then before <laughs> you know it, we had all read the trilogy. We went and saw the movie in the theater. We were like, no, nah, that's whack. And yeah, I remember it was such a big deal because when I saw the movie, I was 17. So like, obviously you can see an R-rated movie. And I remember like all of my friends were 17 because I was the youngest. And then like one girl, her mom like wasn't cool with it. And I was like, you're 17. Just tell her we saw like Mamma Mia or something. I don't know. Like, and it was just, 
I mean, that honestly was like the pinnacle. And like, I still talk about it with my friends sometimes. They were like, the only reason I read that book is because of you. And I go, thank you for telling me that that was my contribution to society. Of all things, <laughs> I'm glad that I could share with a bunch of impressionable 16 and 17 year olds, inner goddesses, weird bondage contracts and NDA agreements. I'm so glad that we could do that. I can't believe that you were on E.L. James's like marketing team. At, and I, I know. Know. Seriously, I like honestly, where's my check, E.L. James? <laughs> but we did we did read it illegally, so like she, yeah. But I felt bad, so in in repayment to her, I have bought the first two of her Midnight Suns of the Fifty Shades, the ones from Christian's point of view, and I have read them religiously. They are so terrible. They're almost worse. They're slightly better written. You can tell that, like, she got, like, Grammarly or something for, like, the last one. But, <laughs> like, there's no there's no weird, like, British slang and you're supposed to have, like, an American, like, 22-year-old whatever. Like, think I don't catch that E.L. James. I do. Um, but, like, the ones from his point of view are better but also worse that I'm still reading them. And I won't sure. stop. You know what? Listen, we all have our vices and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There is such a powerful energy to peddling illicit PDF copies of Fifty Shades <laughs> of Grey throughout your school system, yeah. <laughs> attached to your school email. It's like you're spreading a virus honestly, your school. Honestly. Like if I got, if I had like a school server like that and I got that in my email, I would like throw the laptop away i would be sure i'm like i'm not opening this this is for sure a virus i for sure (laughs) as a normal human being should have done but these people i had i had like fiends that's what i mean like i was like a drug dealer like they needed their fix like they were like coming to me like sequel what's the other sequel like Mm. can we read this can you track for me how did you end up as like a major team edwards dan in fifth grade to where you are now like what what started how did things change let me set the scene for you (laughs) the year was 2008 and twilight was in theaters um i will be completely transparent here that i am more of a movie stan i made a tiktok about like the two types you have the movie stands and the book stands i'm much more a movie person they mean the most to me that's what I, like, remember the most from my childhood because I've only read, like, Twilight the series, like, expose myself. I only read the series, like, once, like, all the way through. Um, it's a lot of words. But I, it, it's a, it's mm. a lot of words. When I can watch a perfectly good movie, summarize it better. So the year is 2008. I am in the fourth, fourth grade. Oh. Yeah, I'm 10. So very, you know, that's, like, a year where you start, like, figuring things out. So I remember I'm in after-school care. Um, like an after school daycare my parents kind of pick me up and it's like a Friday and they're like hey like we're gonna go to the movies see this movie called Twilight are you like do you want to come and I was like 10 so I was like yeah sure obviously get me out of here um (laughs) and we went and this is this is where I feel like something miraculous happened because we went like this is a stroke of luck that I think really set me on my path for Twilight because we went and saw this movie because my father my dear old dad at the time, was watching True Blood, you know, that show on HBO, you know, with the sexy vampires. And he was really Mm -hmm. into it. Could not tell me the plot of the show today, I'm sure, but he was real into it. Okay. And so he thinks Twilight's going to be like that. You know, he saw vampires in his mind. He was like, yeah, that's the same. Same energy. (laughs) 
Um, so he takes me and my mom. <laughs> me and my mom are going to go see this movie that he presumes to be, like, True Blood. I'm 10. Like, great family bonding. Right. Okay. So we show up to the theater. It's all normal. Nothing's different. I'm sitting in the theater, sandwiched between my parents, and, like, the movie starts. And I'm like, yeah, like, this is pretty cool. Like, eating my popcorn, doing my thing. And then I knew, I knew that I would leave the theater changed forever when the iconic cafeteria scene came on and Mr. Robert Pattinson (laughs) in his bouffant hair, pale skin (laughs) glory walks in and the theater around me just erupts in screams and squeals. (laughs) And it's like, oh, like you would think he actually walked into the movie theater that we were all in. And so... We're sitting there, we're watching the movie, and I'm just, like, transfixed. I'm like, this is the best movie I've ever seen in my entire life. I have never seen anything better. Nothing means the same to me. So, obviously, we leave the theater. I immediately want to see it again. I think I even looked up how to, like, illegally watch it online um, for the first time ever. So, like, really great (laughs) lessons I was trying to teach myself. (laughs) But my mom also was really into it. And she took me, I think we saw Twilight in the theaters, I want to say like nine or ten times. Damn. Like she just took me and we kept, because she loved it too. And so like she'd pick Mm -hmm. me up after school and she'd be like, hey, they have like a four o'clock showing. Do you want to go? And I'm like, yeah. We saw it so much that they stopped running it at our local (laughs) movie theater. So we went like clear across town to like this other movie theater (laughs) that like a week before there had been like a shooting there. And my mom was like, it's probably fine. Like they're not going to hit the scene of the crime twice. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) So we watched We just watched it again there and then, you know, it came out on DVD and she came home and she was like, so look what I bought. And she bought New Moon. We didn't read Twilight. I didn't read Twilight until after we had read Breaking Dawn. So me and her literally read all the books together. So every night we'd read a few chapters. Um, We read New Moon first and we were so angry because Edward's like not in it. And that's who like we loved. (laughs) And so, yeah, from there it just like spiraled. Like, and then I found other girls like in my grade that were really into it. Like that were who my like were my friends because Twilight to me was like the first thing that I ever felt like passionate about. Like I found like I fit in and even now like I look and see that it's having like a renaissance like with TikTok and everything like that and I look back on that time and I'm like that's the first time in my life that I ever was like truly passionate about something like I got excited when the movies came out I read all the books I made homemade t-shirts with my friends like (laughs) that was like something that I'm so like grateful for almost because I Mm. wasn't into Harry Potter like I watched the movies but I never read the books I wasn't like really into that I remember I had like the movie guide to Twilight we would like collect the magazines like all that stuff and it was just so important to me for so many years and then when the last movie came I was older I think that came out like 2012 like I'd grown with it and then I kind of grown out of it and then by the time the last one came I just like wasn't in it anymore and Mm -hmm. so I've sort of let that part of me die but then last year (laughs) um I remember I was in college and You know, I was sitting in our living room and one of the girls, she had a Hulu account and like all the movies were on Hulu. And so instead of going to class that day, I sat down and watched them all. Thank you, mom, for that education you provided me. Um, Unfortunately, I didn't go to class that day. And like I just made whoever would walk through the living room, like I'd like force them and made them sit. And I watched all of them one day and I was hooked. And, And then every day for like the next two months, I would watch one of the movies. 
And, like, I know all the words to Twilight, the movie, like, verbatim. Like, it's my secret, really cool, really awesome party trick. I love this independent mm-hmm. study on film that you yeah, yeah, totally. Yes, this is, this is my, this is honestly something I'm, like, super passionate about. And, like, I don't know how I pursue a degree in, like, Twilightology, but, like, if I can, I will. But yeah, so I just like forced them to watch it with me. I was like, this means so much to me. Robert Pattinson was like the first celebrity I like ever envisioned myself like marrying. Like he was like the first one that I was like, if 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 he looks past the fact that I'm a small child, we will obviously be together. And like, and I saw some girl and she was like, when you're a 24 or something year difference between the guy you like and it was Robert Pattinson I go how old are you oh you weren't you weren't there when it first was happening why were you not even born yet I was like (laughs) I actually had an existential crisis after viewing that and I was like man like I'm really old now whoops like what can you do you say that but when you said that the your twilight experience started in 2004 or 2008 and you were in fourth grade I was in high school like (laughs) it makes me feel like the crypt keeper so (laughs) no don't feel like the crypt keeper do you know what I can support though is Robert being back on the set of Batman we're here it's happening I can't believe that these came out this week um Cody could you do me the honor of telling me a little bit more about this current event piece <laughs> about Robin. Absolutely. Robin. About Robin. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> please and thank you. Absolutely. Uh, we got Batman news, baby. Yeah. We got photos and they're fabulous. They're kind of haunting, I will say. They're, yes, they're cursed, but also delightful. Most cursed of which is our boy Colin Farrell, who, after much protesting from us, will not be hot in this movie. It's so sad. <laughs> I really wanted him to look like fucking gorgeous because he's forty. Like it's Silver like Fox. Like, does Mad Reeves just have a vendetta against Colin Farrell? He's like, I just want you to look bad. Because he's the penguin. I get it. He's got to look like Matt the penguin. Matt Reeves was I get like, it. let's make him look like every New York politician. Like, <laughs> seriously? A hundred percent. So, yeah, he's got the full face makeup going on and the prosthetics, and it's haunting. Um, but also, we got some good Selena Kyle photos, slash Zoe Kravitz photos. <sighs> and that is wonderful to Zoe me. Zoe Kravitz looks honestly beautiful. Yeah. It's frustrating. We love it. She's got a, a tiny little hat on. Just a small <laughs> just, hat. It's like a it's like a plate on her head, but it's beautiful. And she's got this very sleek leather coat situation. It's fabulous. It's amazing. And then fucking Robert with his hair dark <laughs> and dyed just looks like emo boy city. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Just constantly yeah. grumpy. Which honestly, if I was <laughs> Surrounded by like 500 people during a pandemic while I'm working, right. I would be the same way too. So, right. And after having the coronavirus, <laughs> exactly. might not be the greatest environment, you know? There are just so many photographers right next to him, and they're all crowded next to each other with cameras that it looks like this was filmed last year. But no, it's not. Yeah. And I hate no. it. It's right now. <laughs> It's so haunting, um, but I am very happy about these photos. I can't believe that we still have to wait two years. Yeah, um, but it'll be worth the wait. We have a listener email 
that I'm very excited to get to. Yes. There are two parts to this. One is the actual email itself, and then there was an attachment um, that I feel like reminds me a lot of what you have shared about your experiences, Emma. So I'm very excited for this. Um, I can't wait. (laughs) So this is an email from Alexa who said that back in 2009, they wrote this letter to one of their friends and it was for a school assignment. They didn't actually send the letter, uh, but it was a graded assignment for them in seventh grade. So it's just a little peek into their fandom levels at this time. So the date on this Word document was September 17th, 2009. Where were you? I was not in seventh (laughs) grade. (laughs) So I just want you to imagine that as I'm reading this, there are so many punctuation marks. So many. Yeah. But this is to Alexa's friend, Katie. Dear Katie, have you read Twilight yet? If you haven't, you have to. It's the best series ever. I'm in love with it. Well, that's what's new with me. And I could talk for hours on end about that. So what's new with you? (laughs) Anyways, they go on and they're like, man, but those books are so good. I just can't keep from talking about them. There are four books in this series now, but there will be a fifth one. And goes on just to explain the plot of each one. And it is very pure and makes you very happy. I, I love this so much because it's like that first sentence. It's like, all right, that's enough about Twilight. What's what's going on with you? And then a second later, it's like, anyway. <laughs> so Twilight is very sick. And let me tell you exactly what happens. And you should read it. <laughs> it's so beautiful. I love it so much. It's like the exact Anyways. excitement of any seventh grade. It's like, yes. all right, enough about you. <laughs> This is what I'm, this is my current obsession. I just asked how you are so you could ask me how I am. (laughs) Right, yeah. Um, It's very good. I love it a lot. Please send us more of this if you have any listener, any of you. If you have ephemera from your twilight days of yore, we want them. I want (laughs) them. We want them so bad. We won't judge you a lot. Just a little bit. Just a little. Just a reasonable amount. Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, Okay, so we have two chapters that we are looking at here. And and Emma, I'm so excited that we get to talk about the baseball scene with you. All right, me too, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) I felt like even I did not have to read these chapters to know what was going on. But I'm I'm glad that I did because they uh, reading from Edward's perspective always makes me really angry. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Me too. (laughs) So how have you been enjoying Midnight Sun up until this point? Well, I'll be honest. So I got, I was so excited to read it. Like, I was so excited. I'm like, this is what my whole life I've been waiting for. I've been waiting on this, you know, since the leak. I've been waiting for Midnight Sun to be physically in my hands. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I have to say that everything I loved about Edward, everything that I remember loving about him is really just being like, put in a wood chipper that's then set on fire that's then pushed down the road and what I mean by that is Edward is not you know who in the movies you know he's Robin Pattinson he's really hot whatever in the book Edward is 80 some years old and he says words like language I never used in front of a lady before and like (laughs) cad and like wants to physically fight Mike Newton because he also thinks Bella's hot like Eddie Eddie my dear dear man He's just so 
And, like, my thing, too, with this and what I think Stephanie Myers was, like, trying to do, hmm. but that she was unsuccessful, is Bella is very much a self-insert. She was, like, the first mainstream one to do it, really. She's just this bland girl that she's an every girl, like, everyone can see myself, because she doesn't really have any distinguishable, carry, like, characteristics. So then, when the main guy in this book... His POV is, like, to describe her and, like, talk about her. Like, he's kind of just like, she's nice. And she's quiet. And she's pretty. (laughs) And she's pretty quiet. And it's like, okay, you gotta give me some more here. And, like, I honestly, this is also a hot take, but I don't think so anymore. I love Jessica Stanley. I will stand by that. Mm, She is done so dirty in these books. She's the only one with got, who's got her head screwed on straight, okay? It is yeah. weird that everyone's <laughs> in love with Bella. That is weird. If that happened in my school and all the boys were like, oh, this new girl who's from Phoenix who's pale and quiet, like, we all are like, please take me to the dance. Like, and I was Jessica and I was like, hey, Mike, like, you want to be my date? And he was like, well, I have to think about it so, like, spacey, like, Bella can think if she wants to ask me. So, unfortunately with Midnight Sun, Edward creeps me out now. He gives me bad energy. <laughs> He's, like, weird, and I didn't realize, like, and I feel like, Stephanie, you, like, could have left this out, how much he truly does spy on her. Yes. Mm. Like, this girl can't open a door without him knowing. (laughs) Like, even in the, like, one of the chapters that we're about to read, when, like, he's overhearing her entire conversation with, like, Charlie, I'm like, what? Stop doing that! That's weird, Eddie. That's weird. Stop it. Drive down the block. Please. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah, just like go to the gas station, give me some Twizzlers or something. Just like fuck yeah. off. What are you doing? Yeah. Or he's like, she'll have to eat again. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's what they do. That's what I'm like. I'm. I just uh, I have a lot of questions. And he's always he'll say it always in a really awful way. He's like, oh, the girl, she has to eat again. <laughs> like, yeah. fuck off. I'm like Bella. Her name is Bella. You chose to be with her. You know who she is. And like. Uh, it creeped me out. Like, I knew, like, I literally opened this book, like, the first day I got it. I got it, like, the day it came out. Like, Amazon really did me a solid. In in hindsight, <laughs> not so much. But, so, I opened this book. I'm ready to read it. And he starts, like, I think this is in literally chapter one. And he starts referring to all the people in high school as children. And, like, I know from hindsight he gets with Bella. You know, we all know that. So, maybe not referring to everyone around you as children because it just gave me the ick. I was like, ew, you choose to be with one of these children, as you like to call them. I'm just like, okay, are you 17 or are you 109? We are not making any distinction here, okay? You can't take walks on the porch with your chaperone. It's like 2000 whatever, (laughs) dude. Like, get with the program, you creepy. No wonder you were alone for so long. No wonder. I'm not shocked. What do you bring to the table? I like to imagine, even though he says that it's not true because he's, like, been saving himself because Mormonism, um, I like to imagine <laughs> that Edward went on one, exactly one date. And I imagine that it was around the 80s because um, he says that he doesn't like that era. Um, right. And he went on that date with a woman who was incredibly powerful. She was, as we might call a um, <clears throat> girl boss. And he <laughs> did the thing where he like pushes up his glasses to her and he's like, mm, well, actually. And she's like, you know what? Fuck you. I will yeah. not do this. And he was like, you know what? Women are awful. I hate them. I can never be around them. And just turned like full incel. 
No, fully. Ed, Ed Cohen, like, I hate to say it because it, like, I, and book Edward is different to me than movie Edward by a lot, but, like, maybe, mm-hmm. like, but the book Edward and being in his mind, all I get the entire time is incel vibes. I'm like, you, if you could, would kill everyone you've ever come in contact with, except maybe Esme, because she's nice. Like, yeah. right. I'm not surprised you were alone, dude. He's so off-putting. And then, like, he's like, I used my smile. And, like, women are impervious to my smile. And it's like, you creepy, creepy man. If this 17-year-old boy I sat next to in my biology class literally was, like, not breathing next to me, was pale as the fresh snow, and was icy. Because if they're that cold, don't you think they would radiate, like, a fridge? Like, don't you you think you're, like... You would sense it. I know I would sense it. I'm very sensitive. But, like, I would have to question everything that was going on. Like, I know they're like, oh, we go away and then we come back when it's safe. But, listen, I think everybody in that small town of Forks would remember creepy McEdward just, like, stalking about. Like, (laughs) I think they would. They would. Totally. Yeah, the fact that he's never gone to the, like, one local restaurant that they have in town (laughs) to eat tells... It's a very clear sign, I think, to everyone else that he's a fake. He's a poser. A hundred percent. There's a lot that is is very suspicious about that family. I agree. Like, very suspicious. Not to mention that, like, in this chapter, in chapter 21, before they even go to the, um, to the baseball game, that he is, like, so willing to, like, punch Billy Black. Yes! Yeah, absolutely. I was reading that and I was, the man's in a wheelchair, Edward! Leave him alone. That is a disabled tribal elder. You are on their land and you're like, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck this guy. I don't care. I was so shocked reading it. I was like, I knew there was tension because like, obviously there's interspecies tension and I can respect that and understand that. However, elder abuse is not something I can can ever condone, unfortunately. (laughs) Oh Especially my god. Especially because I feel like Billy Black could get a really good hit in and knock the shit out of Edward. Like, honestly, totally. if, he, if Edward wasn't a vampire, I feel like Billy Black could really just, like, do it's a one punch it down kind of thing. Honestly. Honestly, because you know, like, vampirism is the only thing that's keeping Eddie at the top of his game. Because I'm telling you what, the Spanish influenza that he died from, not funny, but it, it's that's what the man died from. I think it would have just, you know, if he hadn't died, I think he just would have been down for the count. He's just described as this tall, like, willowy guy with ginger hair. Like, I don't feel like he knows how to fight. I'm just going to say it. I don't think he does. <laughs> I don't think I'm, he does either. No. Yeah. He, he would use his um, brains in a fight, which, like, does nothing. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> My mind is very yeah. strong. So. It's like, I'm going to think this, and it's going to hurt you. I think that for the most part... um, this chapter did not have a lot of new stuff, especially because of the fact that we find out Edward was just hiding around, listening to the conversation that Bella had with Billy, while Jacob is just like, oh, cool, I'm going to go back to the truck and look for a thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because uh, he's an impressionable 14-year-old, just an actual child. I know. He's um, so young. So young. The fact that... Edward just thinks of him as having, like, pure, clear thoughts. And I'm like, oh, boy, you don't know what's coming to you. <laughs> Yikes. He's going to link up with your kid. <laughs> yeah, please run away. 
(laughs) The main thing that's, like, new in this section is we get the backstory of Carlisle calling Billy and being like, uh, hey, we're gonna come back. And Billy's like, uh, um, no. Do I get a <laughs> Hey, seven? how about not? <laughs> right. It's like, also, there's seven of us, so, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's like, we have plus two now. Sorry about that one. <laughs> Billy's like, god damn it. God, da- god damn it, Carlisle. <laughs> like, does anyone respect a treaty anymore? No. Jesus. And I love that this was, like, done over, like, a phone call. Like, yes. literally, like, he called Seriously. him on his flip phone and was like, hey... We're coming back in town. Like he just like pages him like sup. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> like, my name's Carlisle Cullen. Does that mean anything to you? And it's like, uh, yeah, cold ones. It does. Thank you. <laughs> if Carlisle and Billy had aim, this conversation would have been done over aim. No, right. Exactly. Exactly. I will say that the Edward going back and being like, eh, I'll just go back home for a little bit before i see bella again and he's just like almost hit by rosalie um (laughs) made me just think about what if what if the possibilities instead i know this night could have gone so differently i just wish like he needs to be hit with the car i also don't like his description of rosalie all the time like yeah she's not very nice but like i wouldn't be either if i was her and edward's like you guys need to accommodate, like, my human girlfriend. Like, she's really chill. And, like, you guys just need to let her into our posse. Like, if you were Rosalie, I feel like, and you know her history, which he does, you would see how, like, something like that she would be resistant to. But, nah, she's just, like, this vapid, like, ooh, pay her some compliments and, like, she'll like you. Like, I just, I can't stand by that Edward, unfortunately. Yeah. No, it's, it is unforgivable. I feel like the nice, before it gets even into the baseball scene, it was nice to see Edward at Bella's house with Charlie, mainly just Mm. because it's Charlie content, and I get excited for any of that. (laughs) Me too, honestly. He's just in full protective dad mode, just like, you better treat her good. (laughs) I am pausing my baseball game to talk to Mm -hmm. you, so you know this is fucking important, Edward, so. Yeah. Yeah. You will make sure you have my girl back, Edward. I like that he called her my girl. I don't really know why, because that's such, like, a 1950s, like, bring my girl back. But, like, it was yeah. cute coming from Charlie. Like, he's literally doing his best. You could tell he's so out of his depth. And yeah. he's just, like, <laughs> totally. he's, like, I know. Because th- even, like, Edward's, like, when I showed up at the door, he was expecting, like, someone shorter. And, like, I was here. And, you know, like, Charlie would maybe lose, but he would square up for Bella in a heartbeat. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Also, in that moment when he looks at Edward, in what Edward seems like is the first time, which is fucked. Like, what are you talking about? All Charlie can think about is Carlisle, and I, my heart, gone. Hello. Mm-hmm. Hello. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. God, they love each other so much. <laughs> that is everything. That is the, the love story I needed, Okay. That's yeah, what so. I needed. And she just won't give it to us, which is so no. frustrating. Yeah. Like, Stephanie, what do you have to lose? If anything, you have everything to gain. Okay? 
you have the unique situation of doing something different because honestly i don't want to see the same like oh like charlie is the chief of police he's a rugged man he and carlisle carlisle's like smooth and i can just see that meshing well like i can just see it working out let's get some flavor in here you know know exactly her editing and like management team have asked her so many times of just being like stephanie all of the other ya authors are going down like flies right now (laughs) you need something to help your brand and she's like i would rather die than tell a story of two men yeah she's like my mormon won't let me like no i'm just like it goes past that it's like stephanie this is the 21st century okay we have all like i get it she's you know her book is like very religious if no one figured that out by now spoiler alert like homie's a serious mormon but it's like it would elevate the story so so much more because it'd just be so much more realistic you can't tell me in this like 20 plus cast of characters nobody's gay you can't, I won't believe yeah, you. I agree. That's, like, statistically impossible. <laughs> like, I don't even know, like, in, like, my normal life, if I cast a net of, like, 20 different characters, not all of, that's literally not how it works, Steph. Yeah. And it would make so much sense, because if we're going to dig deep in the vampirism lore, vampires can't have children, okay? So, like, take that out. Like, Eddie and Bella, <laughs> they had that. Wouldn't it make more sense? Like, I get maybe she doesn't want to do the whole, like, whatever that nonsense is. But, like, you would think these people live forever. You can't tell me the Volturi isn't getting it down. I'm just saying. They're getting it on and they're getting it all together. I just see it. And I think they're doing it the best out of all of them. No, they are. They are. Like, very lavishly, it seems like. Yes. And it's just like, why couldn't we have that? Like, I don't need these subtleties. The only thing that I felt like was, well, there were a couple of things that were realistic in this chapter, but one of them was when Bella gets off of fucking Spider Monkey's back after running to the baseball field and she just fucking loses it. Just falls down to the ground. I forgot that that happens in Twilight and it was a joy to reread again. Yes, I literally lost it. And then when she was like, why are you laughing at me? And he's like, because it was funny. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, one, I'm sure it wasn't that hilarious that Edgar Edwards, like, having, like, an actual fit. But he, like, literally acted like her, like, falling, like, on her ass was, like, the funniest thing he's seen, like, in 109 <laughs> yeah. years. I'm like, I'm sure it wasn't that good. I'm sure, like, Emmett's told a joke that was funnier. And you're, like, acting as if you just saw, like... I don't know, someone crawl up a wall or I don't even know what, but like, he's losing it. He literally lost it. Like, he was like, <laughs> there were paragraphs and he's like, and I continued to chuckle. And it's like, <laughs> it's not that funny. It's a normal thing that happens. Especially when Emmett later describes it as like a bear choking sound. Yeah. It's like, yeah. what? What are you talking about? You laughed so hard at your girlfriend just eating shit. <laughs> Which, uh, to be fair, hilarious. But yeah, no, very funny. funny. <laughs> Do not understate that that is funny. It is. It is because Bella's literally like a fresh newborn, like out of the womb. Like she can't walk down the street without eating it. I'm yeah. like, okay, I get it. Like clumsy, that's quirky, whatever. But like, okay, she just hopped off of someone's back. Like, we, could we not have allowed her to stand on her two feet? Like we couldn't. <laughs> we couldn't have done that, Stephanie. Sorry. Now, I most of this chapter for the rest of this is is stuff we've already read, but that does not negate it from being bad. It's all this good baseball stuff, which I love very much. This is a one of my personal favorite scenes in both the book and the movie, just for being very blue, for yeah. having a good old muse, 
Ugh. to the background. Yeah. And I like hearing it from, from Edward's perspective, too, a little bit. Because, like, while watch, I mean, it's very fun to, like, read Bella watching it. Because she's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> but in this one, like... It's cool because you kind of like Edward and Alice are on the same team. And it's like, that's like a very statistical, like, <laughs> that's very much in their favor because they're just like ch- talking to each other. And yeah. Alice is like, I know where it's going. So like, go for it. <laughs> and it's like, it's fun to see how they interact, like in this fun little space, you know. Especially when in Twilight, since it's from Bella's perspective, everything is going too fast that she can't mm-hmm. really see it. Whereas totally. Edward can see it at normal vision for him. And right. so he's just like, mm-hmm. ooh, ball. And then just like <laughs> runs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, ooh, Rosalie hit it to left field. I'm going to go chase it. It's like, okay, <laughs> sick. One of the things that I will say, it being from Edward's point of view that, like, has elevated it, is you get more understanding of, like, his ability, Alice's ability, even Jasper's, mm-hmm. who I forgot he could do something. I just thought he was there to stand around. But <laughs> homie, homie has a use, I guess. But, like... Can you imagine just being around Edward and Alice all the time where they're, like, intercommunicating? Like, I would be like, take it outside. Take yeah, it outside, no you two. <laughs> Get a room. <laughs> but, yeah, no, they would cheat. They cheat at everything. Alice can literally see where they're going to hit the ball. And then Edward can, like, read their mind. They're like, that's cheating. Like, put, make him the catcher. I don't know. I feel like the two of them are more insufferable than Rosalie and Emmett having yes. a constant PDA. Because yeah. at least, like, you see what's happening so you can interpret it. But Alice and Edward aren't even looking at each other when they're communicating non-verbally. And it's like, God damn it! like, now I'm not part of the joke. Get away from me. <laughs> like, y'all are the worst. <laughs> I know. Well, I wouldn't even mind. Like, Emma and Rosalie, they're described as, like, beautiful people. I wouldn't even mind, like, seeing them make out all the time. But hearing... Alice and Edward have, like, half conversations about, like, things that may or may not happen. Like, I'd be like, okay, enough is enough. <laughs> I I yeah. physically can't take it anymore. And, like, Alice's visions, I just feel like Stephanie Meyer, like, Googled how to describe people who see the future. And then <laughs> how she to was, use like... future tense. <laughs> yeah, she watched, like, Butterfly Effect or whatever that movie is and was like, ooh, someone decided not to pick up the salt shaker. They shall live. It's like what come on come on girl yeah it's awful i do think that hearing chapter 22 from edward's perspective i think is quite interesting Mm -hmm. mainly because this perspective in twilight from bella's was hard to interpret mainly because she just had her magical hair shield in front of her face the whole time (laughs) so being able to hear edward be like all right here are these nomads one of them she's really sketch she's really skittish all the time the other one kind of chill the other guy he seems like a sex offender not yeah. sure about this guy bad vibes yeah, exactly <laughs> weird vibes from this dude <laughs> can't get a read but it is not good for sure yeah yeah laurent's really pretty but this other guy very sketchy looks dirty needs a shower <laughs> he's just like chilling in the corner just like staring at everyone it's kind of sketch and it's so fucked because outside outside does not have corners and yeah yet he's in corner <laughs> he has found himself a corner nevertheless he is just like there and reader that's so fucked up because reader 
outside no have corners. <laughs> They're like, what? Sorry. He's just sandwiched between two really tall trees um, off to the side. It's so annoying. I do think that this chapter is interesting. Like, as you mentioned, being able to see Jasper's power intentionally. He's not saying anything, but he's working really hard <laughs> to make everyone seem boring, which is a an interesting use of his power. Yeah, yes. I I completely forgot he even had one. Like, to be honest with you, I was reading and I was like, oh yeah, he can do something. I forgot. Whoops. It's just often he uses it just to like calm people down. And so this changes the game a little bit. And I feel like he's often used this in public probably to get it so that Charlie doesn't notice them. Of like, Mm. oh yeah, it's just an average person. Just really boring. Don't need to look at them. (laughs) Right. How did you all feel about Edward doing a little foot tap to Bella's heartbeat? (laughs) To mask her so loud heartbeat? Yes. I'm not gonna lie. It's a pretty smart move. It's not the worst idea he's ever done. I will say that. Yeah, it's not subtle, but it is, it's a good idea for sure. But I just like, uh, just imagining that visually of like, you see this dude you've never seen before in your life, and he's just really tapping his foot. <laughs> like, Sometimes you just need are to pretty tap fast. your foot. Sixty beats a minute, like you right. just gotta. And there's a moment too where it's like Edward or Bella's heartbeat's like a little irregular because I don't know. There's like a lot of trauma happening, and it's a kind of a tense situation. <laughs> and he's just like his like foot just like oh god. <laughs> like I hope they didn't notice. <laughs> I just imagined him during this whole moment, like, this is still really stressful, it's still on the baseball field, everything else is happening, but he is just, like, on a DDR pad, and he's just having to, like, navigate yeah, totally. that with her heart rate. Actually. It's just, like, I, he was really thinking on his feet there. I just have to go, Stephanie, you, like, decided this would be the perfect, like, ruse to cover up Bella's heartbeat, like, that's really, like, a well-thought-out plan. But it's weird. It's a weird thing. It's like, (laughs) ooh, I just, I have so many questions, like, even still, like, about why. Because he can run halfway to Seattle in, like, the half, like, half a second, right? Like, whatever. Why could we not just have two of them just, like, (laughs) yank up Bella and just book it the other direction? I still don't understand why they didn't just try that. Like, I know Alice saw the vision of the future, whatever, but, like, in my mind, I'm like, okay, slap her on Emmett, tell him to hightail it out of there. Like, what is he gonna do? Like, what is, like, I don't know. But, yeah, no, the foot thing, the foot thing, I was like, I get what you're trying to do here, but it's creeping me out. And then, of course, James moves out of his corner, says his whole, you brought a snack thing, real creepy way to start. (laughs) Your yeah. contribution to this moment. <laughs> a snack. It's just like, yeah, we get it, Stephanie. We know you did this outside because of the wind. We got it. We get it. All right. Yeah. We get yeah, it. Yeah, I got it. I so got and, it. And then everything obviously goes to shit from here, which is like when stuff finally pops off. It's only been 500 pages, but like now things will really get started. Yeah, the actual conflict has arrived. <laughs> yeah. <Right. laughs> Edward like running away with Bella and not explaining anything to her until she's like, you know what? I'm just going to yell at you until <laughs> you listen to me because you're yeah. not communicating anything in this really tense, scary moment. I know. I had like mad respect for like Bella when she was like, no, like, you're not just going to spirit me away. Like, we're going to discuss this. Like, we're going to think this through. She's like, Charlie will send the FBI after your family. Do you want 
to all be hauled to Quantico because he will do it. And he's like, nah, like, I have to get, like, Edward's like, I have to get you out of here. There's no other options. And Alice is like, pull the car over. Bella's got a point. Like, we can't just, like, flee because that looks so, so suspicious, Edward. Like, we took her to a baseball field and then suddenly she's not coming home for weeks. Like, you can't, you can't do that. But Edward's like, no, must drive. It's like, (laughs) like, listen to her. And I just feel like Edward especially book Edward, he does not listen. He just, like, yeah. gets mad at her and doesn't listen. It's like, okay, right. well, you decided that, like, you wanted to be with her. Like, I don't I don't know why you can't listen to her either. Especially when all of society is like, yeah, women are just, like, crazy and hysterical <laughs> and crises. Mm-hmm. And yet here Edward is just, like, yelling yeah. all the time, <laughs> just, like, growling. Yeah. Screaming. And it leave it to Bella and Alice to be like, all right, here's a plan. Here's what we're going to yeah. do. Mm-hmm. In the time that you were screaming, like, I have com- yeah. come up with a very intricate and very well thought out plan. This exactly. is what we're going to do. What's up? God damn it. He's so embarrassing. He is. <laughs> he just makes me so embarrassed for myself. Like, I defended him for so many years. And now, like, as an adult, I'm just like, what? And for was what? I <laughs> yeah. For you to do this, Edward. For you to do this to me now. For you to sound like a crazy person. For you to be disrespectful. Ugh, I can't. Yeah, so as usual, um, as it did with Twilight, we leave off with the whole, like, Phoenix moment. (laughs) And we get into the really sad chapter next, which is the saying goodbye to Charlie, which always makes me sad. Yeah. Mine too. (laughs) We have a whole bunch of fantastic patrons to thank. Cody, would you like to start? Absolutely. Thank you to our newest patron, Katie Black. Ooh. It always reminds me of that quote um, in, what is it? Is it New Moon or Eclipse? When Seth is like, newest, bestest, brightest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's how we're going to start all of these now. You're our newest, bestest, brightest patron, Katie. Yep. Thank you. Um, shout out to Kylie Minty. Boy, boy, boy. Pew, pew, pew. Shout out Elizabeth James. Thank you to Jess Love. Boy, boy, boy. Shout out Alex Dornan. Pew, 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 pew. And to Carrie Goldberg. Ow, yeah. Shout out Mickey Meyer. Pew, pew, pew. And Zoe Seal. Ow, yeah. Shout out Rebecca Cullen. Pew, pew, pew. And Amy Taylor. Boy, boy, boy. Mulch. Gray. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, and our unofficial intern, Taylor Brown, Town, oh, yes. Watner. Yes. <laughs> Shout out Kelly Beck. My mom. Pew, pew, pew. Oh. <laughs> um, and Aaron Salinger. Boing, boing, boing. And Sophia Salinger. Wayho. Wayho. And Donna Kavanaugh. <laughs> boing, boing, boing. And Danae Swan. And last, but very not least, Jessica Hale. Thank you. Boing, boing, boing. All right, Emma, I am so excited to know which fan fiction that you brought to the space today. Okay. Okay. You guys, I'm going to share with you something. Sorry, are you jostling papers? Do you have this printed out in front of you? <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine if I printed out the whole thing? And I was like, so for a live reading, yeah. I, I will share with you something a little so this fan fiction I brought today 
has just the perfect amount of vampire content, but it is not Twilight related. It comes from my second, well, it's not anymore because it turned terrible, but my second favorite vampire obsession, which was The Vampire Diaries. This oh fan boy. fiction. I have heard of this thing. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I don't, uh, this comes from the Wayback Machine, um, you know, when it was still good, uh, because I stopped watching like five seasons in. Anyway. This fan fiction comes from the place where all fan fiction started, which is fanfiction.net. It oh, yeah. has, it, this is, this came out in 2013. I don't know what everyone was doing at that time, but this was it. This is my favorite fan fiction of all time. It is so well written. It's won some awards um, on Tumblr, of course, where all good sure. awards come from. Yeah, absolutely. This fanfic on fanfiction.net is called Timeless by Marvelous Katie. Uh, she has a bunch of these. But this little story, it's mature, so everyone read it with some, because it does get a little spicy, so everyone read it your own caution. So basically this story takes place when like in like season two and season three when like Klaus shows up and they send Caroline back in time to try to like kill him before he comes to the future. Um, but of course... They fall madly in love, and it's really good. It's like, I think it's, how many words is it? It's like 115,000. So, <laughs> and it's, it's been completed. It was written, you know, in 2013, so she's really good. I will now do a live reading of the opening section. Of the whole 100,000 <laughs> words. Yes. Buckle I, up. So we will now be here for 16 hours while I read to you <laughs> the whole thing out loud. It's a little preface. They, Bonnie does some witchy magic and Ca Caroline just got sent back in time. Okay. Close your eyes. Focus your minds. Here. <laughs> then everything went back black. And she woke up here in this forest with the birds singing. But what happened to Bonnie? She was supposed to come with her. And Elena was supposed to stay. That was the plan. She checked her boot, making sure the dagger was still there. She breathed a sigh of relief as she felt the cool metal against her fingers. She stood up and brushed the leaves from her pants and hair. Now to figure out where she was and to find Klaus. Also, when she was. A branch snapped behind her and she whipped around at the sound. Spreading her legs in a fighting stance, her jaw dropped a little when she saw what was behind her. It was Klaus. Well, that was easy, she thought to herself. Well, well, well. What have we here? Klaus said, circling her predatorily. And that wow. just, Whoa. I mean, it's it's so good. It, like, if this had been on the show... I mean, it just, it probably would have won awards. Like, it's really well written. <laughs> it's just the right length. Like, mm. I, I've laughed at this. I've cried. It, like, explains their lore so much better. So, yeah. I know it's not Twilight, but it's just as good, you guys. Like, sure. yeah. it's, it's honestly top tier. I've read it, like, 16 <laughs> wow. times. Like, it makes you feel everything. Ugh. Amazing. What a great ad. I love you doing guerrilla advertisements for yeah. all of these different pieces. Of yeah, literature. I know. Spreading I the word. I know. That's what I do. I just like to put it out there and really sell it. Really drive home Absolutely. why everyone should be viewing it. Absolutely. Just make sure to send them your invoices. Yes. Uh, I, will be, I will be doing that. You guys will be hearing from my legal team soon. Great. <laughs> um, Emma, where can folks go to support your work? 
Okay, so if people want to support me directly and support my weirdly sexual POVs of Charlie and Carlisle, um, <laughs> they can obviously go to my TikTok. They can find me there. It's Emma, spelled the normal way, just E-M-M-A-L-O, like Lisa Owen, L-O, books. <laughs> On TikTok, that's where you'll find me. That's where I post all the stuff that I think people would want to see. Hell Yeah. Amazing. I love it so much. It has been a blast. So thank you for your time. Thank um, you. And until next week, as we say here in Seattle and the Pacific Northwest, get bit and get weeped. Ooh. Into the Twilight is an earbud media production. Our theme music is by Eli Krauss and our artwork is by Maddie Padilla. Follow the show on Twitter at Into the Twilight and support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash into the twilight. Send us an email or a fanfiction at intothetwilightshow at gmail.com. You can find Allie at Into Wild Places and me at Cody Crow. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.